Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello there. Um, we've come together today to talk about the uh, Brighton home match, but obviously I think a lot of this is going to fall on to um, the European Super League debacle. So uh, tonight I am joined by Jordan. Yo. <laughs> Rick. Hello, hello. And Ash. Cheers, everyone. All right. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Jordan sounds a bit like uh, Rick tonight. He's taken over the Darth Vader noises. Yeah. <laughs> Is that actually me? Because Rick's just done it to me as well. <laughs> you Darth two just Vader, love eating Darth your Vader mic. <laughs> so how are we having all a, feeling? Having a Darth right? off. Yeah, we're I'm good. Right. I'm tired. Work, work's long. Work's long. That, good. You all right, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. Always good. Eh? Always getting by. Ash? How are you? Oh, uh, yeah, not too bad. Now all this silly European stuff's over with. Yeah. How about you, Ash? You all right? Happy days. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. It's just been a bit emotional the past couple of days, isn't it? Like, with everything going on. Yeah, it's been really. But, um, up and down, sleep. like a roller coaster. I thought guys. I was all right with it all, to be honest, but I must have been wired as fuck. I couldn't go to sleep last night. <laughs> yeah, same. Two nights, in, two nights it was on like a trot. Two o'clock in the morning. I was up at six this morning. I was like, oh, this fucking Super League. Uh, honestly, <laughs> well, and I just want to tell everyone, we were actually going to do this right after the Brighton game so that we could talk about the, the entire thing. And then we weren't even sure at that point whether... Um, Chelsea were actually out of it. <laughs> so, then they done it at midnight, didn't they? Or just past midnight, didn't they? They officially. Yeah. I kind of get why they done it when they did. It's because obviously there was a game on, so well, they want to get the game finished. And, and we were the only one. The yeah, and we were the only ones who actually played. So I wasn't. I wasn't too annoyed about that. I was just. I wasn't thinking, overly worried. No, and no one could really react too badly at nearly one o'clock in the morning, could they? <laughs> so it's probably no, wasn't it was a kind bad of. Time. Uh, yeah, I think it was a damage limitation time to put it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's steam into the Brighton game first then. Um, five changes. Um, that's quite a few, don't you think? Ash, I know that you had yeah. quite a lot to say about this, so let's I, go on. Just get, let it all out. I'll, I'll jump in and get my rant out of the way with, like, yes, Tuchel has done us wonders in terms of our defence, putting a bit of confidence in the squad, but in the Premier League, when you're in multiple competitions, and he's new to the league, so he doesn't understand this, but he should know it, and people should be telling him, you need to put a run together. In Every game's a cup final, you need to put a run together. In order to achieve that, you need consistency, consistent performances, and you're not going to get consistent performances with five changes every game. When you throw in Mason Mount into the centre of the field, him and Georgie don't play together. That's, you know, OK, they might have ended up in a game plan next week, John, but they don't play together. For us to expect to boss midfield, I mean, we just, it was like Mason Mount was a Ferrari in that lineup last night against Brighton, but he was being driven in a 20 mile per hour zone. It was fucking pointless. Yeah, good analogy. Um, I think as well, with everything that had gone on, 
the the couple of days before. And I mean, um, this has been a bit of an argument on Twitter, and I kind of can see both sides. I think uh, a lot of people have said, like, we don't know what effect like the club's decision had on the players at that point. They were being told they might not be able to play internationals, they might not be able to even finish this season, and they'd got themselves to a bloody FA Cup final and a semi-final of a Champions League. You have to sort of think that, you know, other things are going on in their minds. But on the other side of it, maybe if we had stuck with the consistency, maybe there would have been an element of cohesion in that team that meant that we probably would have won it. Do, Rick, what do you think? Yeah, I agree to a point with what you and Ash are saying. Um, I do think um, the consistency thing is a big issue. Um, I do think five changes was a bit much, to be honest. As you kind of alluded to there as well, though, I think I think anyone would be naive not to realise that the events of the last 48, 72 hours has not had a massive effect on the squad, because I think it obviously had yesterday. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I think maybe... Actually, an effect, let him not... finish... Sorry, I'm just not having it. This is the same as on Twitter last night. It's my fault. <laughs> like, I just, I'm not buying into this. But these, these are professionals, mate. These are like, they, they would have had training. They would have had massages. They would have had the well, you know, put together nutritional meals. They would have no. slept on the best beds that you and I could never afford. They have everything, that right? And they, their job is just when you uh, having played football. You know, the but that you, could, you walk but that over could the white affect line. you. That could affect your you mentally, though, going into oh, a game. Of course, it's gonna. Of course, it's gonna. Absolutely, if you're at work and someone tells you there's a good chance you're not actually going to be fulfilling the roles that you you were supposed to be. Your your job now isn't competitive. You you haven't got to make any sales. You haven't actually got to do it. it doesn't matter whether you go to work and perform or not. Makes no bloody odds. And and all that's going round and. And then you've got all the fan, you know, annoyance over it. And and players had come out at that point and, and displayed their own emotions about it. I don't think that it could be taken lightly that it could have some effect. I'm not I'm not saying it wouldn't have had some effects. Like, I'm sure it did have some effect, but we were abject. We weren't just, oh, well, you know, they've had a lot to deal with. They got fucking, you know, they saw the passion of the fans. They were going into that stadium. That should have been the team talk. That's I agree with that. See. We've got I agree a with that. Fight and we just didn't, there, was, there just wasn't anything doing it. It was half assed. A lot of it was half assed. It's the, it's the performance I'm most upset with this well, I can tell. You're well angry. Even losing 5 2. Like, I'm, 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 I feel like last night was there for the taking. We, we should have won that. Uh, and I think you do, you, you, you raise a good point. As we could say, um, but, but I think, and I do think that if I'd have turned up on that coach, especially some of those who've only just arrived at our club, first taste of fans they've had, and they've seen us fighting for our club's right to be playing competitive football and not being sold out to some American giant, and so that we're you know up at three a.m. having to watch it and never actually being able to go to the matches unless you're willing to spend thousands of pounds. Like that was not just angry supporters; that was passionate supporters, and so and that actually was the first time that some of those players had had, had met any of our fans. I understand that that was a bit of a daunting situation, and Petr Cech having to come out and do his thing. But at the same score, I'd be getting off that bus and thinking, I'm doing this tonight for them. 
You would. You would. Yeah, and yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm, like, that's the one side for me. Like that, that plays a part in it. The motivation should have been obvious because of the passion of the fans outside the stadium. And whilst we're on it, I just want to say a massive, massive, we all want to say a massive shout out to every single person that went up to Stamford Bridge last night. A you job all bloody did. well done. I, I couldn't do it. I had a, an important appointment to get to. Um, so I couldn't go up there. But everybody who did it just smashed it. And without the fans, Chelsea are nothing. Without the fans, football is nothing. And that's what everyone's saying. And mm. and everybody who went up there should be really, really proud of themselves. Because we are proud of you. Yeah, 100%. Um, it me, made such a difference. To- but yeah. can can Rick finish his point though? Sorry, yeah, go on, go on. Because you yeah. did jump in on him. I'm actually sticking yeah, up I... for you, Rick. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I'm the one with boxing gloves on tonight. Yeah, this is like being the fucking twilight zone now. I don't know what's it's going like, on. It's like tag teaming. Let's go. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I feel all unsettled now. I'm not used to this. <laughs> would you yeah. Would you like Jordan to have his say next so you can focus yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm, um, I'm I'm calm. I, I'm listening to you lot. Fucking Jordan's enjoying the fireworks. Jordan's enjoying yeah. a pod for a change. It's the only time he's listened to one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so the last time I fucking got told to listen to one, I got fucking canned off on it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Go on, finish your point. Um, no, I was just, no, I was just going to say, I do get what Ashley's saying. Um, I don't... I think all the uncertainty about what's going on and then seeing the fans outside, I don't necessarily think that's like a, right, come on, let's do it for the fans. I think I think from a player's point of view, I could easily see that being even more unsettling, to be honest. Yeah, they were quite angry. They've got kind they? of all this shit going on in their heads. They don't know what's going on, international bonuses... Like, whatever, is this even an important game anymore? Is this a glorified friendly? And then you're turning up and you've got a load of fucking crazy Londoners outside <laughs> the I do get, like, when you, you'd ideally want that to be, a, I don't think it's that simple as to say, you see people shouting outside the ground, right, come on, lads, like, let's forget the last 48 hours. We can all go and do it. I don't think it's that easy, personally. I don't think it's that easy. I, I think, think, I think, element. I think sorry, there should sorry. be an element of that, actually. Your fans like, are, like, shouting for you. Like, at least G yourselves up and, and play yeah, the game. Funny, yeah, doesn't, like, whether we're getting into international football or not, listen to the passion. Those guys want, they, they're fighting for our right to play in this league. They're fighting for our right. So let's perform in this league. Yeah. Go on, Rick. Carry on. It was a a bit of weak mentality last night. I think it was the changes. I'll come back to it. But go on, Rick. On a... um, Going by what you've... um, Fucking completely lost my train of thought now. (laughs) (laughs) Just because everyone keeps getting in on you, Rick. I'm trying to be refereeing. Yeah, I've completely lost my train of thought then. Honestly, I don't even know how to title this bloody pod now with me being like (laughs) For me, for me, right, I think the... uh, Okay, I can understand that there might have been a little bit on on the minds of the players in terms of, oh, you know, I might not win a World Cup with England. Chances are they never fucking would anyway. But things like that might creep in, yeah, to their consciousness. But you tell me, any one of you here, you tell me that after watching that performance, regardless of the mentality because of this, this Super League shit, you tell me that having Billy Gilmore alongside Jorginho or Kante alongside Jorginho 
and allowing Mason Mount to play to be the Ferrari and play between the lines higher up. Imagine playing with a centre forward instead of Kai Havertz, Giroud or Tammy. Can you honestly tell me that you would no. you would expect the exact same revol- re- result with those players? The right. exact well, same actually, Jordan, you answer that. I I I think that playing false nine and not a uh, not a striker up front is beginning to take a bit of a toll on us. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, okay, we're getting results against the big opposition, but I find that when we come up against less more less powerful opposition, i.e., fucking relegation fodder, we just I just don't know what the fuck happens, man. We just seem to not have that beast in our belly. So do you think it's more complacency that we walk into it thinking we're going to win? I I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe we are being, maybe we are being just too calm. I don't know. But yesterday we could have easily fucking lost that game. Easy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing our best team. Sorry, we were lucky, shall I say, you know? When Mo, not gonna lie, I said it on the carnage chat last night. When more people come on, I was thinking that was it. I yeah. thought he was gonna score. He's, yeah, I and Welbeck at the fucking post as well. Yeah, it was, wasn't just that. I was just thinking like I, I you, it's just one of them games that was could have be easily been a one nil in the ninety fucking first minute to them. If if, and if, I just didn't enjoy it yesterday. Although we got our our say on the Super League and fair fucking play to everybody that, you know, managed to do that and stuff. But I just thought, yes, it was a shit day. I ain't got to lie. Yeah, I if did ask play... at 90 minutes whether we should have just left us being signed up. We wouldn't be play- playing the Brightons of the world, would we? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, if, if, we, if we were playing Real Madrid, though, yesterday, do we all think that we would have seen that line-up? I don't no. think we would. I don't, I don't think Kepler's no. no, no, we wouldn't. I don't think that defence... Those I think together. I think you raised really good points with um with the the Tammy argument as well. He, he gets accused of being a flat track bully. So where Perfect is he? Game for him. So where is he? I sat at home with his feet up, Instagramming that he's uh you know looking forward to watching the game instead of being part of it. There's something about that that doesn't sit right with me at the moment, and I do think that. These are the games that that Tammy should be playing. Uh, if you if you're not looking if you're not looking to uh, put him in for a bigger game for whatever reason, I didn't understand dropping Mason Mount deeper. It, we all know that's not where he performs. If you want some real pressing threat, you and Mason more often than not is the one. If no one else is performing, is the only one that is. Um, I think massive kind of. Uh, backdrop for him yesterday having to kind of do that role when there wasn't really a need to do you agree with that Rick yeah it didn't suit him at all um it didn't suit him at all however I, I don't I can't really I thought he was poor yesterday but that being said, he was out of position. So, but I thought he was poor yesterday. Um, but that being said, that role just didn't suit him at all. Yeah, and I don't, I don't personally want to see that, that again. I, I don't want to see that again. No. Well, we poor and sorry, and on. he made a sorry trace, and he made. Um, actually, I'm not going to say he made Jorginho poor because that's not fair. Um, but. <laughs> He left him exposed a lot of the time, I thought, as well. A lot of the time when Brighton broke, it was 
Jorginho shitting in front of the three centre-halves. And I was thinking, where the fuck's Mason? But then you've got to remember, he's playing out of position. So I I suppose I couldn't really expect anything else. That, that it could just also, didn't work. It didn't work. That could also cause an argument then that you... That, uh, Georgie doesn't fit well as the leader of that that defensive midfield pairing then, doesn't it? Because if if Mason, if he can't kind of rule Mason and pull Mason into where he needs him to be, at being he needs the, to be telling him, he needs to be telling yeah. him to be more disciplined. So if he's, if he's not doing that and he's relying on players like Kovacic who, who know that Bowen can do it or Kante who just will make up for both of them anyway, Georgie's having a shit game. It just tells me that Georgie doesn't have that leadership skill about him to be able to tell Mason where he is or where he should be when it's not his role to play. I do, I do think, I do think we need to, in, in my opinion, how you think, you know, not playing Billy that knows that position. Yeah, he's young, but we've seen what he can do there and not playing him, playing our best player or, yeah, our best player out of, out of position I do think that, you know, if we can't rely on Kante's fitness or Kovacic, we're going to have to fucking strengthen in that position. But Kante yeah. was on the bench, wasn't he? Kante was on the bench, so he must have yeah. been fit. I don't think he yeah. was fit enough to start, yeah. I don't think. Oh, okay. But I no, seriously, been, I, like, gen- I generally think West that... We've got we gen- coming up and... Yeah, that, that's that's fair enough, but I generally think that we seriously need to strengthen in that position next yeah, season. Yeah, I've said it fucking we, ages if ago. We need to rotate. Like we've got Billy Gilmore for just that. You know, like I, I yeah, just but cannot. He said never seems to fucking play him. He never plays him. No, he never oh, yeah. does. And, and so what's, what, so maybe like he, he is probably looking himself. in. Unfortunately for Billy, that exactly is obviously out of favour. Same as Tammy. You know, what, we, what, we've seen what them players can do under other managers, but it just seems like them players aren't favoured. We need to fuck it. If you're not going to play them players that have already proved themselves in that position, we need to buy new fucking players. Hmm. Yeah. And also playing playing Gilmore there would have meant Mason Mount would have got a rest. So that puts him fresh going into West Ham. Yeah. yeah, well, there's that as well. I, I don't know. I just found it a bit and of a fucking weird one. That was probably the main one that caused us, in it, I think. Why would you play your best fucking player out of position? I just don't understand it. And then we could also argue then that that happened when we got two left-backs on the bench uh, and we <laughs> moved you. Reese to the left-back position. Thank you for mentioning that, Tracy. Wow. This is one thing I don't understand, see, when it comes to this, is that it, not only have we started, which we could probably argue, arguably say this season, our best player is Mason Mount. You're playing him out of position and then you're asking Reese to play a position he doesn't play. Rick? Um... Yeah, he's the fucking. He's, he's, that, who was that? That was Rick. That was actually Darth Vader. Yeah, Rick, gale Rick. force wins in Portugal. Yeah. Rick, Rick drives the Tuchel train, so come on, mate. What, this is true. This is why I'm asking him. That, yeah. To be fair, that that didn't bother me that much, if I'm being well, honest. Even though you've got two left backs on the bench and. One on the pitch. I wasn't overly bothered by that. It That's, didn't bother one, me. One of those left backs is taking Tammy's place on the bench. Bear yeah. that in mind. Yeah, but he doesn't like Tammy. We had to row with him last time. <laughs> okay, so there's two points I want to make there. <laughs> it didn't bother me because I think a fullback 
should be able to play on either side anyway. You should be able to do a job on either side, right back or left back. It don't matter what foot you are predominantly, you should be able to operate right back or left back if you're but, a full back. But only surely if it's absolute needs must. If you've got three left backs in your in your match day squad, why? Like what's the need? He Yes, he's lost for words. Without <laughs> opening his brain up and picking away at his brain, it's a bit of a difficult <laughs> one to answer, to be honest. But I think Reese is physical, isn't he? So you could have a look at the argument there. If he brings Reese off and puts Emerson on, aren't you losing Reese's physicality there? And Brighton are a big physical side. So at set pieces, aren't you weakening yourself at set pieces there if you bring Emerson on for Reese? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I can I can be up. We, I mean, we kind of said we weren't too happy with having like three and, left backs in match day squads anyway. And just to clarify a point, which I think got massively lost, I didn't say I didn't like Tammy. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I said I was sick of hearing about her. <laughs> I said I was sick of hearing about her because <laughs> it's a squad of how many and. You a actually, lot of us just tend to talk about one player all the time. You actually did say as well, if you don't mind me bringing He's up, not good enough. He's didn't not good enough. He was good enough. He's, was he, was no. he even good enough last night? He's not good enough to play regularly as a number nine for Chelsea Football Club. He's a squad player. Okay, he's but he's been player. left out of the squad now for weeks. <laughs> it's, so he's not even a squad I'm, player? The thing is, I'm not a fat... <laughs> I must admit, I'm not a fan of sitting here because I don't see him on the training pitch. So for me, I don't mm. feel like I can honestly sit here and say he should. I'm not going to say you should be playing because he scored a hat trick against Luton. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not diminishing. He still put the ball in the back of the net three times against Luton. But I don't necessarily think playing him last night there would have been that much of a difference to the outcome of the game honestly I don't well, see Well maybe not because of, of how we set up and all of the things we've already discussed as to why we think that uh, last night didn't go our way and, uh, and cause such an awful performance I mean I don't think there's any doubt in that is it? It was just boring. Oh no it wasn't fucking that right <laughs> to put it mildly was it? Jesus yeah. I wonder if we've there's something else like I think Tracy you alluded to it like I wonder if there is something else because you know he broke a goal scoring record at Villa they wanted to sign him permanently right now my mate's a Villa fan here take him I've got West Ham mates unfortunately for them and me um, <laughs> but they would take him they, they, they'd take him in a heartbeat that no manager he's had has ever questioned his even when it at Swansea when he struggled, like no one's questioned his ability, no one's questioned his attitude and training. I want to stick up so for him at Swansea if if you don't mind, because that we Renata allowed him. No, we allowed him to go there, and then they sold their entire spine. Yeah, yeah, but I just think I wonder if you know, and this is a bit of a tongue twister, but I wonder if Tammy is to Tommy Tuchel what Tamori was to Lampard. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't think. Tammy's got a bad attitude or anything like that. I mean, he seems to be, like we said, you know, he seemed happy for everyone getting into the final. He was, you know, happy to see his mates score and take the piss out of them and all of that sort of thing. But I don't, I mean, I don't know, same as, as uh, what's his name? Rick just says, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I might have went What's his name? What's what's his name? Questionable things in his the, cupboard. The donkey owner. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, I just think that, that, you know, we don't see what's going on day in, day out. That is fair. And that is, there must be something or some reason why. I just don't understand. He's, he's at the minute, he's got no sell-on value. He ain't playing. So we'll get peanuts for him. But if, 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 and as Rick said, yes, he can bag a hat-trick against Luton. Well, we could have argued for a very long time that Kai Havertz could only bag a hat-trick against Barnsley. So, you know, it's it's much a muchness between both of them. And let's not forget, one of the best performances we've seen for both of those two players, Tammy and Havertz, was when they were both on the pitch together. Yeah, interestingly enough, yeah. Sorry, um, Jordan, you were going to say something about Tammy. No, I was just going to say, like, if obviously the players that are sort of, I know Havertz has had his experience there and he's, played a number of games this season in the false nine and Werner is not having a, a bad season at all in terms of goal and assist attributes but it just we haven't got that sole performer up front if you understand me mm. so it's annoying that you know no matter who goes up front they don't really perform we haven't got a fucking crazy mad goal scorer like we had in Costa or Drogba or stuff like that. So it just seems like, I, I don't know, it's, that's, diff, that's a difficult one as well. I mean, we could I argue... We changed that a lot as well. We, we changed that too much as well. that the front three, couldn't we? Well, who were the best? Pooley, Havertz and Mount. So then he goes and puts Mount back again and then you haven't even got the driving force. I don't know. I, 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 I just find that you, I think we're... I think that's another thing as well. I think, obviously, because Tammy's being... Let's be let's be honest. We're not being on a bitch. He's been frozen out, so obviously Tuchel, if he's going to stay, is he's, he's he took out, he's looking for someone else. Mm. Same as same as in yeah, that's what I think. Anyways, um, uh, just a quick update for you guys. Spurs are now only two points behind us because of our draw last night. They just won. They just won. Yeah, they got a ninety-minute penalty. Two-one. They did have one chalked off as well, uh, but yeah. It, it, Our chances to kill top the four. The thing is, and like, and like Rick said earlier, like going into that game or or before the announcement was kind of made that the documentation was being done, that we were going to leave this or, you know, withdraw from this Super League, the, the news would have filtered through. So regardless of whether you thought that game was for nothing, I mean, and this is something I was talking to our followers about on Twitter. When I asked the question, like, I'm a bit scared to ask, but how do you actually feel about the game tonight? The reaction was mental, to be fair, but and it was very mixed. Some people were saying, do not see the point. If we're going in with this Super League, what is the point? Um, it doesn't mean anything. If we get kicked out of the league, you know, I, I'm not bothering to watch. Uh, other people saying they were still just going to continue to support the team. My reaction was, well... We don't know anything at the moment. So every game is still must win from now until the end of the season, until someone tells you not to not to carry on. Well, it's a fucking play to the ref's whistle. You don't stop. You carry on. Exactly yeah. that. fucking sit yeah, back well said, when you're not fucking told. Yeah. Um, anyone else got anything they want to raise from the uh, Brighton game? We've talked about it far longer than I thought we were going to. That uh, Lewis Dunk, he, he looks right, didn't he? Lifelong Chelsea fan. <laughs> it's a big strong defender. No, strong defender. no, no. No. Um, no, again, we changed we changed our defense. Defense did well, but I think Aspilaqueta definitely is better. Aspilaqueta is better 
in the forward positions than Christensen. Nothing against Christensen. I think he played a solid game, but I just think quite often the tactics we've seen under Tuchel, um, we see Mason Mount often bringing in Reese James, Azpilicueta or Callum hudson wide right, getting into the box, Mason Mount between the lines. So there's, there's, you know, the ball, whoever plays it, whether it's Georgie or from the left-hand side, it goes to Mason Mount somewhere in the centre between the lines, and then Aspi's overlapping or bringing his run up at the same time. Christensen wasn't doing that as well. So I think we missed that when we were in the final mm-hmm. third. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think anyone had a great game, to be honest. I think everyone was much and much. It was all a bit boring. It was very lethargic. It seemed like the Tinkerbell fairy dust that... Do you know what? It, Sorry, do you know, no, no, the Tinkerbell fairy dust. Go on, mate. What are you going to say there? No, I was going to say the Tinkerbell fairy dust that fucking Ziyech had against Man City and other games before that. I don't know what the fuck happened to him yesterday, but that guy could not touch the ball. No, it was, it that was... ball, every single time it hit his foot, it just fucking disappeared. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Running in front of the ball fucking... I thought, I don't know, it, was some... it probably looked like me when I was pissed on Sunday League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, Rick. Um, speaking of Ziyech, I thought, yeah... I thought he was awful yesterday, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, it is fucking awful. And did his goal against Man City mask another abject performance? Because I didn't think he played very well in that game, apart from the goal. Uh, I have to disagree there. I have to disagree. Oh, I think oh. said on the pod. Go on, Jordan. No, no. Sorry to keep jumping in. I, I, right, I, I agree with you, Ash. I just found it... Ziesh was in the correct position every fucking time, even when he was off. I know offside goal, whatever. But I just found that he played. I don't know. We saw a different thing that we haven't seen in Ziesh this season until then. I think there was a bit more determination about him against him. And he he was just there. And it, like you said last time, I can remember you saying last time, Ash. His pace. We didn't see that before. Is he was just there in every position, and it was always central, and I really enjoyed that. I'm wondering if that was. I'm wondering if that, if the difference between those two performances, and I I suppose it's a bounce back question for all of you. Like, was it because yesterday against Brighton we had Havertz as the false nine? Fucking hate the term false nine. Havertz as the striker, whereas against Man City we had Ziyech as that that furthest position. So. He had less mm. responsibility to create anything. He just needed to try and get on the end of things. So maybe that was the difference. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I think that's the, the reason why it's so hard to, to judge anybody. Because they can one week have a game in their lives and you really start feeling like you're, you're, you're getting somewhere and things are clicking. But then the next game, it's a completely different side. The, the lack of consistency, which we have talked about a million times, is still missing. So you can't really judge anyone. You're being played all different areas of the pitch. No one knows like who's going to be playing where. I mean, a lineup you know, comes out now, t- and it's a bit like roulette. Tush Tucker, what his fucking name is. He he he's got this thing where, in his past clubs, whatever, he's always had that the formation change and not formation change, like you know the team change quite a lot. But having five changes yesterday is too much. Yeah, way it too is much. From game I can game understand one or I can understand one or two, whatever. Yeah, we've got fucking West Ham. Yeah, we've got fucking Real Madrid. But 
like you've got to look at I understand there's different managers, etc. But again, I fucking hate to say it, but look at Liverpool in their top season. Like it just it fucking annoys me. What like and and but the thing is at the same time as well, look at the depth of Man City. Doesn't matter who the fuck steps out or whoever comes in, they they perform. We don't fucking perform. That's because yeah, they've they're got, at that they've level. Got, they've that's, been that's doing it. that. We don't, yeah. we don't they've been consistently doing it for years perform. and they've got they've got eight out of ten players minimum for every position. Whereas I think we've got a few sixes and sevens. And then we don't just like Man City keep with the same system and put the same players in the same place. Okay, there's one or two players you can argue, maybe De Bruyne, maybe Gundogan, who, who go into slightly different areas. They play in different positions in the lineup. But, you know, Sterling and Mares are always played in the wide positions. Always. And with us, we put Ziyech all over the gap. We're putting Mount well, that's in different it. places. We just fucking change. And there's no, always every change. Game, like, like, I'm not being funny, but with the best team, this, this stage of the season, with the best team on paper that we've got, we should be entering every game with the same team treating it all as a cup yeah. final. If we get an injury, then we have to draft somebody else in. That's Every the point. game must win. That's the point, I think, is that actually, to, and I think he should have done that initially. He should have like sort of worked out in the first three, four games, like who were performing well in the areas he, were, he was putting them in and then go with it for a few, you know, for even for three games after that and only make the changes. Well, even if you make one or two, you've still got three subs. That's still essentially but that's the thing. But then changes. you got five subs in the Champions League. You got yeah. five subs in the Champions League. So yeah. why not? Do you know what I mean? Stay yeah. a little bit consistent in the league. We need to fucking get top four. We don't know what will happen against Real Madrid. No, we don't. We just say football, yeah, we mate. Can... They can crown us now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. That, I, I want. I, I genuinely think we've got it in us. We've that joke went over his head, didn't it? Quite a fucking lot. You <laughs> yeah. get... <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, yeah. He's uh, go on then, Ash, and then we're going to wrap just, this up. Yeah, just to finish that off, this we section. said when we when when we we did our Frank Lampard um, podcast, um, and that was the end of an era. When when we, we we were talking about a new manager coming on board, one of the key problems we had with changing manager mid-season was the amount of experiments, you know, experimental lineups and stuff he's going to have to do in order to find his best eleven. And we probably, without saying it, we probably all set a marker at maybe, you know, a month, you know, with games thick and fast, maybe a month, to probably 10 games. Um, here we are three and a bit months later and we still are getting the same number of, of, of rotations, of, of changes. Well, and My personal feeling was about that first period of Tuchel coming in was that I think we had what we would have considered a pretty good run of games for about six, didn't we? And yeah. there wasn't anything too taxing in that. Um, I mean, you know, with the, the squad that we have and, and the players actually knowing the league at the very least, I felt like that was Tuchel's uh, pre-season and I felt like we should yeah. have kicked on after that. And it, it's just a bit up and down. But then I've said already, I think, I, I, I genuinely think the Champions League is all, and, and potentially a final, maybe him, maybe that be where he gets to, does what he needs to do, and then next year is start afresh. If we win the Champions League and the FA Cup, none of us remember Brighton. No, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, of course. 20, it's 2012 again, mate. Trust. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just think they should crown us for saving football because it's only right. So, really, <laughs> Chelsea fans deserve it. League, yeah, man. we did. Um, okay, so you're all happy to move on to the Super League? Oh yes. Here we go. 
So, <laughs> European Super League drama. Sunday night, I was absolutely fucking fuming. I mm. literally couldn't believe that they'd obviously all made a pact to come out at exactly the same time on, on what was it, quarter to 11 at night? How could you yeah. do that to us if initially? Like, we're all ready to go to bed, tuck ourselves in for the night, and there's our club throwing our world upside down at that point. It was pretty um, It was pretty Americans in the stock exchange. Well, yeah. Well, good. It's failed. You can keep your Americanized sports where people don't win stuff because it's shit. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my first opinion. My second, I... Uh, I have to say, although I don't ever expect that, you know, fans will ever be consulted on any kind of big moves that our club was trying to make, I think just absolutely disappointed that they even thought that everybody was going to be happy about this. I know they don't necessarily have to care if we're happy, you know, it's their money, but the very idea that that rocked them yesterday, not thinking it was going to cause such a stink up, absolutely flummoxed me then reading the Chelsea supporters trust statement today really fucking annoys me because it Lawrence and Buck had basically had this meeting with them and told them it didn't matter what any of us thought it was 100% going ahead you don't treat your clubs like that any any of us any of us that had signed up to this I just think it's absolutely disgusting Arsenal and Spurs, I can understand, absolutely trying to crowbar themselves into uh, a European Super League because they're that fucking shit. It's designed for them to think that they've made it. Um, the minute that Arsenal and Spurs are put in a hat in a, of a European like superpower league is the minute you should be running for the hills and going, really? I don't mean to be rude, but what did we say? Like the last time Spurs won the league, it was the 1900s. Come on. Like, you know, they, they've they not been getting into Champions League, like, as regularly. Arsenal, I can't remember. Like, they've been Europa League for a fair few seasons now. Just, without winning it. Without winning it. And I think, uh, I understand. If there's an element to the point where um, we were, by the sounds of it, us and City were asked really late. Also should have been alarm bells ringing. If people have been on Zoom calls and, and 85 million's been knocked around or whatever, like, to these clubs, like, how are we and City only just being asked when... I'm not sure only... I believe that bit. Maybe not. But at the same time, if that was the case, which has been reported, we can only go on reports because our club hasn't even decided to give us a decent statement. I'm hoping that yeah. somebody is coming on that. Um, and not just the weak shit I read last night. Um, I don't know whether you've got to ask yourself a lot of questions where I know that everyone said, oh, I thought that, you know, a bit of FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out. Oh, that's all very well. But if you're not going to take your time to sit and consider actually the wider impact of that kind of decision, then I don't know what you're doing running a club, if you want me to be honest. Mm. I'm going to start yeah, think... now, so you can No, that's all right. I, I think maybe we just start at, what is apparently, it'd be quite good to run through, what is apparently the sort of timeline of how it played out. Now, it looks like um, plans were discussed between every team, all, all 12 or 11 that were joining, and the organisers. They sought sponsorship and funding. It looks like it was JP Morgan that were funding it all. Um, JP Morgan have obviously, got, have obviously got ties to Arsenal, uh, Man United and Liverpool. 
Um, and it was probably put to us at the same time. Conversations and everything's moved on. And I think by the looks of things, we've taken some sort of stand back from it. We've just said, keep us in the loop. And as have Man City, um, probably less likely to join. Then it looks like Arsenal, Liverpool and Man United, along with other European clubs, have given the green light and said, yes, they've agreed and signed stuff. And then they've turned around the European Super League, then sold it to Chelsea and to, to Man, Man City. Like, well, we're, we're about to press the button on this. This is your last chance. Do you want in or not? You give us 8 million, 8 million euros, I think was the joining fee, which is a non-refundable deposit. So it's cost us 8 million. So the board have already been hurt by that. They could have given that fee if they wanted. Um, but it was, by the looks of things, it was a case of, right, well, this is happening now. So join it. Or, or don't, or, or you'll, you know, you'll get left behind. And it but looks as like it's, Bruce... but as it's transpired, they needed all six of our English clubs to make it even a thing. But that, we don't know that was that was that was told to us, do they? Well, you can't have a Super League with four teams from Spain or two teams. From yeah, Spain but the Super two teams Super from... League Super League didn't fold when City and Chelsea pulled out last night. Super League didn't just automatically fold. They were, they were desperate to still go ahead. As it stands, Real Madrid and Barcelona are still in it. It's just 23 years of El Clasico, six time, 16 times a year. 23 uh, games. That does not surprise me because them two are the most fucking corrupt clubs going. Well, they're the ones but that need the, the most money as well. Yeah, so well, uh, well there's that, but then fucking Juventus, uh, their, their chairman was the founder, apparently, from what I've seen. Well, he stepped down now, hasn't he? He stepped down, yeah. yeah. So I just think... Well, I, all the I, co- cockroaches fucking off from the clubs. Mm. Yeah, and the rumour is that uh, Roman saw the backlash from fans and turned around and said, I thought this was the best idea. Like, come on. Like, as much as he's a football man and a businessman... He ain't. He's more of he, a fan. Th- he's a fan and a businessman. This is what he's, he's paying his people man. to do. Yeah. But does, does, does he realise... Did he realise going into it? And I don't think... I think we've got enough reasons to trust Roman rather than not trust him. And I'd like to believe that he did not fully get the backlash from the fans that was coming. I don't think he, he saw that. I don't think he coming. did. And the second I he think, did. I think the others did. But he, he didn't make the decision, apparently. He signed it off. But it was, by the looks of things, Bruce Buck was the main instigator well, and selling it and, as I and telling him out, we've got to do this I pointed out today because I was speaking to a Man United fan um, and uh, he was like oh so very, like because I did a post about uh, the buck stopping here basically and he said nice to me pun. just this it was great um, he I said bet um, jealous <laughs> and then um, I did say like he said oh so now this is basically Roman you know getting away Scott free and I said no but whilst our owner who isn't even allowed to enter the country he has been paying his advisors and the people who are running our club on his behalf uh he trusts them there isn't a reason for him not to trust those people it doesn't absolve him of all blame because you never ever sign anything you ain't fucking happy with and you certainly don't sign it on the say so of someone else you should still Usually not all. He ain't stupid. Um, he ain't a multi-billionaire for no reason. He's a clever guy. Just quickly on that subject, though, people are saying, "Oh, well, you don't, you don't make billions by um, 
just letting people get on with it or whatever and, you know, making rash decisions. But people make billions by taking risks. So Yeah, admittedly. But I think had Roman had have been given the full picture rather than probably Bruce Buck in particular wanting to link up with his uh, JP Morgan, um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I would, I, all I will say is I, Roman is not scared to fire a gun if need be. If these people have not made literally, him look stupid... Not literally, listener, not literally. Oh, not literally, no, but, you know, he sacks a lot of people. <laughs> Allow the analogy. Um, yeah. I think with, um, with him and how quick to the trigger he is, if he's not happy about something, and he genuinely believes, and let's face it, whether we've been happy or sad about the decisions he's made since his time at our club, he's not got a lot wrong, has he? I think if if this is facts and the the reports that came out today is that he is furious at the at like his now um, you know with the fans having a grievance with him that was never anything I don't think he ever wanted so if he was missold and this is the um, the the end point of that and he now feels that he's been a bit done over by his advisors I'd expect him to sack them regardless of how long he's known them regardless of whether they were friends. Avram Grant was his friend. He still got rid of him in the end. There's, you know, I just think I will fully believe, A, if Roman comes out and does his own statement, or B, some heads roll for it. Because otherwise I don't believe he's been fucked over. Otherwise I don't believe he's been fucked over because Roman doesn't knock about with things like that. Mm. And loyalty to him will mean everything. And if he's been missold something, he, he will... Pull that trigger, I think. Right, Rick, you've been very quiet while we've been ranting, so it's your turn. <laughs> um, he's just... It was just an unfortunate fucking turn of events from the word go, really, wasn't it? It was just... It was a head fuck, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very... The whole, the, the whole concept, what it entailed, what it supposedly entailed, it just didn't work from the word go. It wasn't a well thought out idea, I don't think. Do you it think seemed... it was just pound coins in the eyes? I think a lot of it was. It seems to me like it was driven from our side of the Atlantic by the American owners. Because um, they've never understood, like I watch NFL, I'm a big NFL fan. and But they don't get the, because it's not in their sport, so they don't get the concept of relegation. It's not in the NBA relegation or the National Hockey League or or in the Baseball League. It's just the same teams every mm. single year. So they don't get the concepts of relegation or anything. And I think they just see the money they generate in their sports over there and they just think the same model's transferable mm on this side of the Atlantic, and it's not. It's not transferable at all. We've been born um, not, into competition, yeah. haven't we? We're not, we're not franchises, no. except Man City. Yeah, are. that's what I was exactly. good to say that as well. We're not franchises. Exactly, man. and you'll find as well, like, even if they had gone ahead with it, it would have been fascinating for a month, and then it would have got fucking boring as fuck after that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I've got to play Barcelona again. We just played them a month ago. Yeah, I was going to say, the first season would have been good because it would have been It would have been like the Scottish League. Literally, it would have been like the Scottish League. That's what it would have ended up like, yeah, I think so. It would have been fascinating for maybe a season maximum. Then it would have got boring as fuck after and everyone would have lost interest. And the whole point of, like, 
trying to get yourself up the league to get yourself into Europa spot is to then experience something different. If you're experiencing the same thing week in, week out. And I'm I'm not being funny, but from from our perspective, sorry, Rick, but from our like our perspective, a lot of fans of you know teams outside the shitty six or the big six or whatever you want to call it. It's um, not even the big six, is it? It's not. It's, it's the shitty six, really, because it's it's not. It's an underhand operation that nobody fucking wanted. But taking that away from it, that we are there, like from our perspective, I want to see the likes of of you know Leicester try and get into the Champions League and actually go out and do something. And that okay, I don't ever want to see Tottenham win a European trophy. But you're telling me if like fucking Leighton Orient came up through the leagues all of a sudden with a, like a big benefactor, signed some people and went into Europe, like that would be a Mind blowing. Roads, roads of glories, as, mate. As much sick. as as much as we all we all live on 2012 and dine out on it because you know that was our moment of glory. Yeah. That was our moment in the sunshine. At the same time, okay, Europa League's a second second class competition in comparison, but I quite like quite liked it when we're in there. It's something different. We go to different places. We play different teams. And you only you know, pay I, a pound a pint. It's brilliant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like it just it's it's, it's that. I think that one of the greatest things about football, and sorry, Rick, I'm getting involved, but one of the greatest things about football is the unaccountable, the unknown. And you're never sure whether you're going to qualify for Europe or not, or whether you're going to get relegated, but it's possible. It's well, can, always possible. Yeah, and can I, can I just ask a question, which I think then would sum up fans, if I think you're going to answer the way I think you will. The year Leicester won the league... I always think if it's not Chelsea, I kind of don't mind City winning it as long as it's not Liverpool and Tottenham. That's kind of how I feel about our league. I don't care who wins it. I want it to be us ultimately first if we don't look like it. But when Leicester won the league, who was unhappy that that happened? Tottenham fans. Chelsea and Leicester celebrated that hazard goal like they'd won the league. Yeah. I know I fucking did. Yeah. And, yeah, same. <laughs> and that last game of the season, they played us that year. They won it. And everyone, because it was the last game of the season, who had season tickets, sold them to, Liver- uh, yeah. to Leicester fans because they didn't fans. need them again. Yeah. I was surrounded by them and they were fucking brilliant. They were joining in, yeah. singing celery and everything. It was like, it was beat, such a great beat game. punching you. <laughs> yeah, up Street or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, they actually punched me in Britannia Gate first. And then, yeah, <laughs> someone come at me with a knife, but knife up there. It would have been Gilbert Street as well. Fucking hell. Uh, but I just felt like it was such a great, you know, I think everyone just felt almost pleased. It's like our league is not a given. Okay, there are your expected top six, but even that doesn't happen every year. And there's still the odd surprise. Look at West Ham this year. Yeah. I mean, and they- it's, it's not even just Premier League. Like there are 92 teams in the professional football league pyramid. 92. Six out of that is a drop in a fucking ocean. Why should they get rights? Why should our team and five others get rights to be in a, 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 a you know, a massively, massively profit-driven competition? Without the possibility of slipping out of it, without the possibility of falling on our faces, like it's just—it's not well, fair. Well, look at Leeds it's Monday night. Prime example: they came out with their Earn It T-shirts on, and I really saluted that because I thought, Do you know what, they had to work bloody hard to get back into our league. What were they? Thirteen seasons out of the Premier League, or something, yeah. wasn't it? They had to fight their way to come back up. That then kind of system means, all right, that, that you you never get that chance. 
let alone 13 seasons to have a pop to try and get back into top flight. They're then in the mix to do as well as they can, potentially getting themselves even a Europa spot. You don't know. They could have come and absolutely shithouse this league this year and could have been properly up there. It's like buying the lottery, right? Buying a lottery ticket. For me, when I buy that lottery ticket, the first few moments, until I know I haven't won anything, in my head, I like to think about what could I do? What Imagine if, imagine if. And the second a new season kicks off, no matter who you support, no matter where you're from, no matter how many times you go to a game or watch on TV or how many kits you can afford, everybody on that first day of season can dream. And we'll be taking that away from people. Well, and I just think that football Good without show. competition isn't football, is it? Nah. No. Um, it's just fucking friendly, isn't it? Well, yeah, basically, it's it's it's. Imagine a whole year of England friendlies. Fuck me. Because I think me and you spoke about it, <laughs> didn't we, Ash? Because I said I didn't understand. I know that there were going to be what they hoped to be fifteen like guaranteed members of this Super League, uh, and there were five places open for other teams. Yeah. Now I didn't. I thought that that would mean that at least the winner of the league. Uh, would have a chance to go in unless they were already entered if you got to stay in the Premier League, that was. So, say, for our league, I thought it just meant across five top leagues, it meant that the winner of the league would go into this Super League and have a chance to play in that that European competition. And then you said to me, Ash, didn't you? You thought it all came down to coefficient, how well you'd done in Europe. Well, the the wording, obviously it wouldn't be Europe in the past because it's not Champions League, but the wording that uh, the European Super League put across was that the remaining five places would be for different teams each season by invitation only. So they they stopped short of saying it would be the champions of that division or whoever came closest to top outside of those already included in the Super League. So by invitation only means that they could just choose. And it just again, and that where's the fun? It doesn't matter. Like just choosing would, isn't. Would would they have had to it, pay their eight million pound to to join it as well? Fuck knows. Don't so, know the answer to that. So, so say a Leicester or or a club of that equivalent, you know, or someone that is is deemed as unexpectedly winning a league. Uh, they, if that was the case, if everyone else has had to pay money to enter into this league, would that meant that like? I don't know. Those I think it might have only been the founding, the founding clubs. Oh, okay. So the ones who are guaranteed to not get relegated. Yeah, it just it's just such a bizarre. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what anyone was reading. I literally, I think it was pound signs in the eyes and thought, well, this would be decent. Well, you, the only people, the only people who on, think it was a good idea are non-football people. Sorry, go on, yeah. Jordan. Go on, Jordan. Did you see, just quickly, just a little funny touch. Did you see what Peter Crouch retweeted from someone? Oh, yes, please say it. So this is this guy's analogy of the Super League. I thought it's fucking phenomenal. (laughs) This European Super League is like a lad's night out before everyone asks their missus if it's all right. Can you fuck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I just think, like, I think the uh, again, I know we mentioned it in the first segment of this pod, but just a massive, massive, like, hands together for the fans that went up there yesterday. Definitely, that, that bloke with the uh. The banner that's or the or the placard that said uh, 
We want our rain or our cold nights. Our in cold Stoke. nights in Stoke. I sent that to my <laughs> friends from Stoke. I sent that to yeah, my friends, and the, they uh, were pissing the, themselves. The football museum, the national football. Yeah, they museum bought, of, bought um, a bite off them. Well, yeah, but I think it didn't end up in a bin. I just yeah. think, um, no, I don't think it would have been. It would have been iconic as soon as they got home and saw the picture. Well, probably saw the picture. That's going to be used like, no, in a lot they, of things. They would have gone to the pub after, let's not lie. And I, and I bet they would have been really glad to miss that game last night. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just think, like, it just, it kind of gave me some hope that, uh, you know, that we aren't just the little people. You know, we weren't considered at the time. I don't, they didn't expect that backlash. We weren't really considered at the time. But I think having those one, 2,000 people there yesterday, like displaying their disgust. And uh, what about Petr Cech? The one thing I do want to say is, I think it, it kind of shows the uh, cowardice of our board in a way that Petr Cech is the one that's kind of thrown to the wolves. Um, it seemed very unfair. I almost thought it was just a very typical Chelsea thing to do. A bit like when we got Sarri in and then made Zola his assistant out of nowhere, just to appease the fans. Get Petr Cech out there. Well, irony, that guy looked like he saved our club twice. Um, so I just, I just, that, that, even that, I think at that point, I was like, I can't believe this, that I'm actually watching Petr Cech having to get into a crowd of protesters, ask them to be quiet so that he could explain that things were being done. Um, and can you get out the fucking way because the bus needs to come through. Um, but I did think it was a bit unfair landing on his shoulders. Uh, but fair play to him for doing that. I think he, he's got a lot of bollocks doing that, really, because, it, you know... He didn't really know his face. He didn't know whether people were really angry or not. But uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was such a win for fans yesterday. And it's such a great thing to have on our side now, isn't it? When everyone wants to keep having a pop at Chelsea fans, they just have to remember we saved your club. Yep. <laughs> um, it's just uh, annoying that people think City pulled out before we did. Uh, well, they're going to say that. Yeah. Um, but that. I've been, I've been speaking to. So I've got a group of friends who I've known for a long time, for a very long time. Oh my time. god, that's just actually got friends. Yeah, fans, <laughs> fans of different teams, um, and they're now sort of dotted all over the world. These are the lads I went to school with back in the day. Um, so I put a question to them and just asked them what they think about it. There's one. There's a West Ham fan in Australia, West Ham fan in Germany. Um, there's a Aston Villa fan in uh, Madrid, um, <laughs> and the, the real the real big thing, and I guess what I want to ask you, and I'll, I'll tell you some, what they've said as well. But what does everyone think in terms of a punishment? Because this is the thing, like the, you know, everybody else wants their meat and gravy now. They want they, they they want us out of the European Super League, and they want punishment. But for me, it can't affect the fans. It's it's un, it'd be very especially when we fought for the abolishment of European Super League. So what, what do we think is the right punishment? Rick, start with you, mate. What, what, what would you say is a fair punishment for the six teams involved? It's a difficult question to answer, mate, to be honest, because I feel like every answer you could potentially give kind of affects the fans, really, if it's points. Yeah. The, only thing, the only thing you could do is a fine, but then all these clubs have got so much money... How much do you find them? But just, no, but just, just give us gutted. another fucking, just give us another transfer ban. Yeah, we'll take that. 
Spurs are already going to be gutted because they've lost their eight million. He'd be devastated, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, lost 8 not million. only that, he's also lost Jose. I had to pay him off, thinking he was Super League status, and then he went and fucking lost that as well. So it seems you love to see. <laughs> he's, uh, oh, Dan, Dan, Tottenham are thirty-eight million down, mate. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's what they've got to play fucking Gareth Bale in wages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... Sorry, hang on, hang on, Rick, Rick didn't finish his point. Go on, yeah, sorry. I just um, read something that the Premier League um, have asked the executives from all of the big six that are represented on the board for the Premier League, all of them need to step down from their Premier yeah. League roles. Oh, I knew so Bruce Buck had been. I yeah, didn't know so anyone what, else my, my had. Mate, my mate, well, he, he's an Arsenal fan. He suggested that. The boards of the clubs. Those, hang those on, hang on a minute. For... Hang on. Rick hadn't finished his point. <laughs> sorry. You're being really naughty reading. tonight. No, so I'm it. reading. I'm not looking, so I couldn't see. Sorry. Um, and speaking of Bruce Buck as well, he's sources have come out and said that there's no way he's stepping down from his role at Chelsea. So he'd have but to be fired? He'd have to be fired. He's not stepping away from his Chelsea responsibilities. It does say on that article I've just read. How that, Lawrence, that Lawrence amazing severance well. pay. I wonder if, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I wonder if that comes down to money yet again. I mean, Wood, will be. Woodward yeah. stepped down. That's because he's going back to JP Morgan. He knows which side he's Oh, he was battered. definitely driving that. As soon as that weren't yeah. happening, mate, his resignation went straight. I in. think them, him and FSG, Tottenham, uh, Liverpool, sorry, I definitely think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, do, do we think, though, like you've said, like uh, following, like answering the, the question that Ash asked about the um, punishment, um, I think it would be hard to do harsh to do something that then would affect the fans. Uh, but as Rick just said, financially, it doesn't mean anything. The only people probably going to cry about doesn't. that are Arsenal and Tottenham, and then and that's your you own fault points, for thinking that you were worthy of a Super League. But just go get another bank points, loan. Yeah. <laughs> say if you do points and you say, all right, all of you are minus 10 points at the start of next season. Whoever wins the league next year, if it's by less than 10 points and it's not one of the big six, there's going to be an asterisk mark next to it. It's not going to mean anything. Yeah, yeah. that's so, true. So you, you're, if you're doing a points thing, you're taking away from next season already before it's even started. And not only that, yeah. like you say, demeaning a club. So say if it was a club who then ends up winning it you by say six if Leicester, points. Yeah, if yeah. Leicester go and win it by well, six, seven so points next year. Yeah. Just, just on that, so um, the West Ham fans, I know, our first thing was docking points won't help anybody. It would mean that the, the the most powerful players in Europe don't qualify for Europe. And he said, West Ham, we're just not equipped to take on the Champions League yet. It would be it would be harsh. It would be harsh for us to stretch our team trying to play Champions League games. Good point, And then actually. take, all right, they, yeah. they could fall down the league next season as a result of it. And he yeah. said, the Champions League won't be worth watching. It won't be worth watching. Look what happened to Leeds. Oh, Eats. I don't know. I'd quite, really... like to see, I'd quite like to see was a West Ham. It, am, am I correct in saying the last season Leeds were in the Premier League in 2003? They were in the Champions League, weren't they? Uh, uh, I can't remember. That was when they nearly went out of business. Yeah, that was when they nearly went out of business. Oh, yeah, so they were in the Champions League and then they got relegated. So that same thing could reoccur. That was when they appointed Wisey as technical director, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was interesting <laughs> for me. It was interesting for me that the teams, the supporters of teams that, that are outside the big six, 
that they are saying that she had points deduction won't work. I thought that was it the won't. obvious choice. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before I just want to before I let everyone weigh in, I just want to uh, say that the best suggestion for punishment um, was from my mate Tim, who um, he says in Germany they're all fucking like fuming. Uh, but his his suggestion is ban them from European competition and let them be assigned their own little losers league as punishment. Other <laughs> naughty teams could join it as well. Only a small amount of teams would be able to join them, 12 or 16 maybe. There'd be no promotion or relegation. They'd be made <laughs> to live out their days playing the same opponent several, to- several times a season in this mini the league irony. every year. <laughs> Purgatory. Honestly, sounds like a brilliant <laughs> idea, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do we sign? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it costs 8 million euros to enter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on, Rick. Sorry, finish your point. Um, I just wanted to say, in all honesty, I don't think there is going to be any punishment. No, I don't think there can be, if you want me to and be And I'll honest. tell you why, because UEFA, as soon as Man City, because obviously we had that game, so City went straight to the front of the queue, and they were officially the first ones to say they wanted out. Um, UEFA's statement was so complimentary of Man City saying they were a credit to football. We're welcoming... I'm slightly paraphrasing, but welcoming them back with open arms. How can you then turn around and go, here's a £50 million fine and you're banned from Europe next year or 10 points to... It's it's not going to happen. It's probably just going to happen to us. Let's be honest. All they're going to do, all they're going to do, if they do that now, all they're going to do is just alienate them all and they're all going to get around the table again and just think of a better, more sustainable idea where they can do it again in five years. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And not only that. Welcome them back with opening arms. They have to. UEFA's new uh, Champions League structure isn't far off of what was fucking being. Doubted anyway. And I was speaking to a, I was speaking to, well, I say a friend of mine, somebody I know who's very anti Chelsea. And he was like, but the law is. What are you doing speaking to them? You draw from something, you have to get this. And I said, it's not like withdrawing from your loyalty card at your local supermarket, is it? It's it's a bit different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a little bit more like it's a little bit more intricate. There's a bit more going on than just saying, oh I like they've my thinking is, and obviously I don't know, but my understanding is that they've obviously paid that eight million pounds. So that's their entry fee. That's non-refundable. The reason why that's non-refundable is because if somebody backs out, you've lost your eight million. That's your fine there. It's done. JP it's done. Morgan's laughing. He's just, oh, he's just, he's just managed to get millions doing fuck off. Just suggesting something. They're, they're <laughs> bang on it in the NFL. They're everywhere they are, JP Morgan. They've got their hands in everything. And they thought they were just going to get the Premier League. They were going to make it into this American franchise. They've just um, bagged 96 million, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the only people I spoke to was uh, was Spurs fan on Twitter. I was going to ask some um, diverse people, uh, but I just thought it was absolutely gold when everybody had left at that point, apart from Tottenham. And I just said to him, <laughs> you, you've only stayed in it, hoping you're going to win it. Oh, let's be honest. <laughs> and he, he said, yeah, 
here. We want to be the first winners of the European Super League. <laughs> but, <laughs> guys, you're not now. They just like to laugh at themselves now. I don't think they truly believe that they deserve to be there. They just, I think they would have been well up for it, to be honest. They didn't see anyone complaining from their club yesterday. It's only because of their stadiums, Arsenal yeah. and Tottenham. That's all it is. I think, yeah, um, especially Arsenal, are fucking they're going backwards. If anything, location yeah, yeah. as well. Location. I think. Um, I think it's fair to say we we're all mightily relieved that we're not entering some competition yeah, that we have no right. idea how it works or whether we were going to be able to stay in competitions we were even playing in this season. Um, I think it would have been unfair to do it, but that would have been our ultimate punishment had we gone through it. I think. Sorry, Rick. Go on. Just want to say really quickly. Sorry, I just want to say. I feel like UEFA have got away with it a little bit here. That champion, that new Champions League is fucking shocking. Honestly, it's yeah. so bad. And and I just it's think... completely changed it. It's not even remotely like the Champions League anymore. Well, this is what makes me laugh because it was almost like had we have gone through with it, I think the argument could have been, well, is what's the lesser of two evils? Keep having to like go through corrupt UEFA FIFA competitions, or now go through someone else's corrupt financial. I tell you what, though, I bet you, I bet you any amount of money, and I don't have a lot, so it's not a lot to bet. But I bet all the money I have that that will change again. Yeah, yeah I think so. It's 2024, isn't it? Now they've all come back and everyone's one big happy family again. Well, I wouldn't say happy family, but everyone's one big family. I'm telling you now, again. I'm telling you now, talking about punishments, I know what ours is going to be. We've been punished by UEFA over the years with shit refereeing decisions, absolutely shocking decisions. Uh, and now they're just going to treat us that a little bit worse. Shouldn't we be better off against Real Madrid, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, well, I Real, Madrid, Real Madrid are still in it, so yeah. our game could still be cancelled. We, we need them. No, we need them not to leave before Wednesday. No, we're playing yeah. Tuesday, aren't we? So we I need think them just to stay in it. Just think the rest. I think. I think awful. the EFL, yeah, exactly. the ESL now, the European Super League. I think they have said it can't go ahead. So I don't think Real Madrid need to leave. I think the the league, the actual Super League. Even the Juventus guy said it's maybe not going that's so, didn't he? Maybe yeah. that's so they get a refund because they haven't officially left. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. That'll help their nine hundred million pound debt getting that eight just, billion uh, back, wouldn't it? Small little debt just, back. Uh, quickly on that, on the, the the new Champions League changes as well. To back up what Rick's saying, I saw something earlier, and I think it said um, if that if that new rule, if the new format for Champions League was applied from this this moment onwards if uh west ham finished sixth and liverpool finished seventh liverpool would play champions league football next season and west ham wouldn't Fuck oh. you. <laughs> so that's all to come all that's to come nearer the time that yeah. will happen yeah. nearer the time and then we'll be kicking off and having to protest about something else um yeah. Yeah. Really grateful to have you join me tonight, guys. I'm sorry to yeah, the listeners. We've properly ranted, haven't we, tonight? Yeah, I definitely have. Apologies. I've yeah. taken airtime up tonight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you really have. Keep cutting over people. Fucking well rude you are. Emotional. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up Emotional. as well, even though you can't see me right now. But no, yeah. I can't see you. Uh, he's the in dark the dark. Raider. Yeah, dark night's back. Um, dark no, but night. Thank you for joining me. And um, we've got the small matter of playing West Ham at the weekend. And Big then, game now. Yay. Game. And then our Champions League semi-final. 
against two big games. Yeah, massive now. I think after the Brighton result, but yeah, let's see how we go. Everybody, it's a big strong defenders. Everybody have a good rest of the week. Thank you <laughs> yeah, for listening, cheers. and keep the blue flag flying high. Keep the blue flag flying high.